So if you have your Bible, um, again, real quick, just please turn to James, the first chapter, and we're going to have it on the screen as well. But if you want to turn it on your, in your Bibles, uh, James 1, verse 1. It says, James, a bondservant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ, to the 12 tribes which are scattered abroad, greetings. My brother, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the tr- testing of your faith produces patience, but let patience have its perfect work, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives to all liberally and without reproach, and it will be given to him. But let him ask in faith with no doubting, for he who doubts is like a wave of the sea driven and tossed by the wind. For let not that man suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. He is a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. With your tests, various trials in life and temptations, you are blessed more than you know because of these tests and trials. I'll be teaching from a brief message called You Are Blessed Because of Your Test. Lord, we thank you, for Lord, for this day. We thank you, Lord, for another opportunity to hear from you, uh, just to hear from your word, Lord Jesus. Help us, Lord, to receive you and to receive your word, Lord. And this we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. As a result of your test, you are blessed. You are in a better position because of your test. You, believe it or not, have prospered and profited from your test and trials. If you, if you manage to lean on God through your difficulties, you will realize that God has your best interests at heart. As a good parent loves their children, most, most parents have not loved them to the point where they have died for them. So if you love your parents and you know that they love you, you must realize that there is a greater love uh, than, than um, you must realize that there is, there's no greater love than what God has shown towards us. However, as good parents do sometimes, uh, if, if, you know, they, they know if they want their children to, to be successful in life, um, if, if they want their children to be the best that they can be, they must put them to the test. They must, at some point or another, discipline them, make them feel pain sometimes, make them understand that there are consequences in life. God does this because he loves us, and he wants us to be the best. He wants us to ultimately be effective in whatever it is that he has for you in this life. Because of trials and tests in our lives, we are blessed. Blessed, which means to be happy, to be fortunate, to be well off, to be even envied. Because of your test, God is moving you to a place where no matter what happens to you from that point forward, you will, because of those tests, be happy, be fortunate, be well off, and even envied by others. And it doesn't just mean financially well off, but it doesn't exclude that either. You know, the longer you live, you realize that money isn't everything, but it's not a bad thing either, right? 
So, but you have to, to be the type of person that God can trust, right? Uh, you have to be able to be trustworthy with that financial blessing. So the Bible says that he's Jehovah Jireh. He's the God that provides the sacrifice, right? So, so God is not just providing for you financially uh, so that you can use and abuse your finances in a, selfish, in a selfish way, but he's a God that says he provides a sacrifice for you. You know, Abraham needed God to provide a sacrifice for him, or he was consequently going to sacrifice his son. However, at the, 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 the very last moment, God provided him with a sacrifice, a ram in the bush. Can God actually trust you with the sacrifice that he gives you. In today's world, you don't need a ram, right? You know, we're not raising lamb like they were from birth and taking care of it and then sacrificing it to God in a burnt offering, but God can provide you with the money to provide for you and your family and enough to make you well off and enough to contribute to your happiness and enough for you to become fortunate and enough for you to give back to God. But you have you know, uh, to pass God's test, enough for him to trust you with that financial blessing. Ultimately, you're blessed because of your test. I heard a preacher make a comparison uh, to God being the teacher and we being the students. And uh, if you remember uh, when you were in school or if you're still in school and the teacher teaches you everything you need to know uh, for the test, and as a result of that teaching, you might spend hours trying to learn and memorize the subject matter. And depending on the subject, you might take a practice quiz or two. And, you know, you might find yourself feeling frustrated because of the difficulty in trying to understand the subject matter. And, and on the, the day of the test, you might remember feeling a bit of anxiety as you walk into the classroom or if you're getting ready to take the test online, the anxiety you feel when you're about to push that button that says, Push this button to take tests. I've been there a bunch of times. Now, many of you are currently taking classes right now, and you understand the difficulty of living your life and trying to prepare for your test, but you understand that you're doing this in order to get better. You know, you're doing this in order to move to another level in life, and you're doing this because you want to be happier, more fortunate, more well-off, maybe even envied by other people, ultimately, you want to be blessed in your life. So you get to the point where you're, you're about to take the test, and sometimes the teacher will ask the class if you have any questions, right? But, but after that, it's test time. And, and what the teacher, uh, and, and what, does, what does the teacher do um, when you're in the process of taking the test? Once the clock starts ticking and, and you have only that one hour, that one hour and a half to take the test, what does the teacher do? When you're taking the test, the teacher is silent. When you're taking the test, the teacher is silent. And, and sometimes we get discouraged because we don't hear from God and, and God is allowing all this stuff to happen to us and seemingly with no relief. However, be encouraged to know that sometimes when you're in the midst of your test, our teacher, our father, might just keep silent because he knows that everything you need, he's already provided for you. 
He's already given you the knowledge to move past whatever the issue is. And when you're taking the test, sometimes the teacher stays silent. You know, we're, we're, uh, you know, we need to stay focused on the fact that God is trying to get you to a place where you can pass the test and where he can trust you with the blessings that he has in store for you. We're blessed because of our test. In, in James 1, there are several people named James in the Bible, but this James is believed to be James, the, the half-brother of, of Jesus. And um, James writes in verse 1, uh, it says, James, a bondservant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ to the 12 tribes which are scattered abroad. Greetings. So James is writing to the 12 tribes which are scattered abroad, um, but, but we also know that this letter is to Christians as well. You know, every Christian has been grafted in and has been made to be part and a, a member of God's family. And the promises as it relates to blessings that were given to the Jewish people were also given to uh, the Gentiles who believed in Jesus and who were brought in as well. So James, as he was writing this letter, was writing to all the Christians. And bottom line, it was writing, he was writing with the intention uh, to be read by those of us now who are believers as well. So an early history of the church uh, says James was, was such a man of prayer that his knees had large, thick calluses, uh, making them look like the knees of a camel. And it also says that James was martyred in Jerusalem by being pushed off a high point of the temple. Um, yet the fall didn't kill him. Um, but on the ground, he was beaten to death as he actually was praying for his attackers. So, so James was a godly man, a praying man. He describes himself as a slave, a bondservant, um, which is one who is in a permanent relationship of servitude to another. And among the Greeks, with their strong sense of personal freedom, the term was very degrading, a very degrading uh, uh, to purposely label yourself as a bondservant or a slave. So uh, this is the man who wrote these words in order to comfort us in our trials and our tests. So it says, my brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. So we want to make sure that we understand that this doesn't mean, and it doesn't say if you fall. It doesn't say, it says when you fall into diverse uh, trials. Uh, there's, there's no wiggle room there. There's no getting through life without falling into trials. So if you're a Christian and you're going through various trials and tests, be encouraged. Uh, it's, it's supposed to be this way, right? You're, you're not in this by yourself. Now, you are simply following the process to ultimately be what God wants you to be. It's okay. Calm down, right? It's a test. Now, tell yourself, uh, you know, it's a test. Just say it to yourself. It's a test. It's a test. Now, James wrote that you should consider it a joyous occasion to fall in various trials because the testing of your faith produces patience 
there is a benefit and a blessing that will result from your test. You will be happier, you'll be more fortunate, you'll be more well off, you'll even be envied by others because of it. The patience that results from the trials will allow you to have a significant decrease in the stress that sometimes makes life miserable. The word patience is it's a Greek word, hupomone. Uh, the word does not describe a passive waiting, but an active endurance. You know, it isn't such, you know, so much like the quality that helps you sit quietly in the doctor's waiting room, you know, as it, as it actually means the, the quality that helps you finish a marathon, right? And if you uh, were here, if you, any of you are runners, we do have one here um, who uh, helps with uh, the, the parking, uh, usually here on Sunday mornings. He runs marathons, and he has a group of people who runs marathons. There is a quality that actually, uh, of patience, that actually helps you to finish that type of race. So the, the root word hupo and hupomone means under, and the word mone means to stay, to abide, to remain. At its root, it means to remain under. It has the picture of someone under a heavy load and is resolutely staying there instead of trying to escape. So the various trials are a good thing. It makes me think of the kid who plays a video game all the time, you know, and, and they'll play. Sometimes I guess adults do, who just sit and play games all the time. But they play one game over and over and over again to make it to the next level. And no one is a, a master at anything the first time they do it. You know, someone who's playing one of those fighting games, for example, will fail continuously. They'll start, but will find themselves on the losing end very quickly at the beginning. However, the more they play it, they stay in the game um, longer and longer, and, the, and they find themselves losing less and less frequently. Eventually, they find themselves getting good enough to make it to the next level, but, but each level gets more and more difficult. But when he stays in the game, he gets better. When he stays in the game, he learns more and more skills that will allow him to win more and more often. And the person who stays in the game might spend hours and hours losing, but eventually the, lose, the, the losses will turn into wins. And if you want to make it to the next level in your game of life, you have to stay in the game. It might be difficult at first, but if you want to get better, you have to stay in the game. Verse 4 says, but let patience have its perfect work, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. The person who gets to the next level, the place where God wants them to be, is the person who stays in the game, the person who stays in the battle, the person who stays in the fight, the person who doesn't give up, the person who might have to spend hours and hours developing their skills, but understands that there is a greater benefit on the other end if they just don't give up. You must have the fortitude to be patient in your losses, patient in the tests and the various trials that will help you make it to the next level, patiently waiting to get good enough to win more often instead of losing 
you must understand that in spite of the losses, you must continue to fight, continue to battle on. Even though it's extremely difficult, you now have the patience to not give up. You have to realize that the, the absence of your test, the absence of your test is the absence of the opportunity to move to the next level in your life. The absence of your test is the absence of God giving you the opportunity to be where he wants you to be in life. So before we move on uh, into our short time of prayer, I just want to finish by briefly reading this last part, um, verse 5 through 8, which, which reads, If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives to you liberally and without reproach, and it will be given to him. When, when I say that God gives liberally and without reproach, it means that when you ask God for wisdom, he'll give it to you in great amounts. But it comes as a result of learning it through our various trials that resulted in patience that ultimately results in wisdom. But God will give you wisdom liberally and without reproach, uh, or meaning uh, without despising your request for wisdom. He never despises or resents us for asking for wisdom. He will give it to us in, un, in an unending manner. But let him ask, in verse 6, but let him ask uh, in faith with no doubting, for he, for he who doubts is like the wave of the sea driven and tossed by the wind. For let that man suppose that he will receive anything from God. He is a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. When you come to God in prayer for wisdom, ask it in faith without doubting. And many, many people take this verse out of context and use it as a standalone verse. You know, when James uh, says, ask in faith with no doubting, many, many people use this in relation to everything they ask God for. I'm believing for a million dollars, right? And, and, and I'm not supposed to doubt, so I expect God to give it to me. I'm believing by faith. God's going to give me that man or that woman as my husband or wife, and, you know, I'm going to just believe that God's going to do that for me. Now, this is, this is specific. Now, you know, pray to God, ask God for whatever you want. You know, but this, is, this specific verse means uh, it's in relation to asking God for wisdom. If you're truly asking him for wisdom, this verse applies. This verse is true. Again, you can ask God for whatever you want, but this, this one is guaranteed. So as we go into prayer for a few minutes, let's ask God for wisdom. And there's a lot that we can pray about, but just for the next eight minutes or so. Um, and usually we do have a, a time where we can, uh, so every, when, we, when we went through our fast, we spent an hour um, praying. But uh, we just want to just take an opportunity to pray to God for wisdom that he wants to give you liberally. He just wants you to have this. And um, so this is just an opportunity to ask him for something that he said he gives you liber liberally, without reproach. He doesn't resent that you come to him asking for this thing. He wants you to have it. And this is a valuable, valuable thing that we can have that comes from God um, that he would give to us. 
So don't despise your trials. Don't despise the test. They're for your, your good. They're for your benefit. They are the things that are going to take you to the next level. And if you have patience and let patience have its perfect work, if you endure to the end, whatever your trial is, whatever your test is, um, God can, can take you to where he wants you to be and where you want to be in life. Amen? Well, Lord, we thank you, Lord, for this day. We thank you, Lord, for just another opportunity to hear from you, Lord. Uh, we thank you, Lord, for uh, just being such a great God and, uh, Lord, uh, just someone that we can depend on and that we can come to and ask anything for. So, Lord, we just thank you, Lord. We want to take this time and uh, just, just uh, pray to you uh, corporately, Lord, for uh, wisdom and just ask you, Lord, to help us, Lord, in the things that we have need of. And Lord, um, we pray this in Jesus' name. Thank you for listening to this podcast. We truly appreciate the opportunity to pour into your lives each week. For more information or to donate to Abundant Life's ministry, please check out our website at www.alcfnow.org. Until next time, we pray that you will live abundantly.